Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello, welcome to A Couple of Flicks. I am Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. And today we are going to discuss a picture that was made this year, apparently, or released this year at the very least, you know, 2022. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do either of you want to say the title? Moonfall. Yes. Um, got yeah, pretty big on the internet for being crappy, you know. <laughs> yeah, little rolling Emmerich, you know. It's apparently independently financed too. Yeah. Yep. One of like the highest budgeted independent movies ever, if yeah. not the the biggest. Definitely up there. It's like up there with like the Passion of the Christ, I think, and like I don't know. I'm sure there's some others. Yeah. Anyway, so Roland Emmerich. I don't know. So, what else have you guys seen by Roland Emmerich? Just out of curiosity. Let's look at his stuff. Oh. <laughs> okay. A bunch of stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you, I mean, do you want me to name some off the top of my head? I've seen the day after tomorrow. Yeah, yep, seen that. Yeah, the Patriot. Okay. Yeah, with Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah, which, speaking of which, uh, Passion of the Christ director. Yeah. So oh. there you go. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, all right, Patriot. Day after tomorrow. I think he's probably most well known for Independence Day. Mm -hmm. yep. My personal favorite is Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> which you know you want to talk about a series that they flush down the fucking toilet like there you go right there oh anyway um yeah. universal soldier oh yeah jean-claude van Damme. Jean -Claude. <laughs> yeah uh he did joey aka making contact from the 80s I think I've been considering picking that for a while. <laughs> yeah, it, that one I would be very curious to rewatch because I I did I have seen that one and yeah it, it I mean it's pretty corny but I I'm definitely curious to rewatch that one if you ever decide to pick it. You know, early. Uh, he did the '98 Godzilla. Yeah. Oh 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 yeah with Matthew <laughs> Broderick, the, the fish man. Wow. Oh, really 2012 yeah. saw that, yeah. Oh yeah, with John with Johnny C. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I mean you kind of get the gist of it. I mean the movie, the guy doesn't really make the greatest types of movies, but at the no, same a time lot of he disaster does, movies, yeah. Yeah, he's got a reliable formula. So I guess that that's he's got that going for him and you know. I guess he's having a harder and harder time making movies, it seems, because if this one was independently financed and it feels like something that he's made like for the studios before, like, I don't know, that's kind of a curious phenomenon. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So. 
It has to be something he's wanted to make. Yeah. It seems to be, I mean, it seemed to have been some type of passion project if he, you know, felt the need to, I don't know. Dump, dump 120 mil of his own. Basically. <laughs> I mean, it does, it does seem like this film did get some international, like, backing here and there as far as sponsorship, but not much outside of that it seems oh and i mean Lexus. the cast the cast has it is somewhat varied too but what was that the lexus sponsorship oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i mean they i think they name drop it a few times i mean i don't know they name drop a bunch of stuff i don't know where do you even begin with this movie like, and, and he definitely tried to target uh, the Chinese audience, I feel, too. Yeah, I think so. Um, which, to be fair, I mean, it, it, I mean, as somewhere in the midst of the storyline, isn't, isn't there like sort of like a brief mention of China uh, assisting in like the whole manufacturing mm-hmm. yeah. or something? Yeah. Yep. And that so. girl, I think, that took care of uh, Halle Berry's kid. Oh, yeah. I think she, I've seen her. Uh, I believe it's Chinese. Yeah. I, I think I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. Her, she looked familiar, but I couldn't, I couldn't place her. So she ended up being kind of one of the main characters, though. So, um, so I don't know. How, how would, how would both you guys like, if you were kind of to, to sort of summarize, like if somebody asked you, tell me in one sentence, what did you think of this movie? Like, wh- what is this movie? <laughs> a mess. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I kind of see it as sort of like a more depressing version of Armageddon. <laughs> like, that's okay. what it felt like to me. <laughs> it was just a giant mess of everything, really. Yeah, a disaster movie and a science fiction movie action. Yeah, goes real hard fast too. <laughs> yeah, heavy on the heavy on the sci-fi, which is what surprised me the most. You know, yeah. and what about you, Zach? Yeah, I didn't expect that. But yeah, I don't know how I would describe <laughs> this. <laughs> just say, just watch it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I, all right. Well, I guess I guess maybe we should try to describe the storyline a little bit. You know, yeah. it is sort of an apocalyptic picture. Uh, it's like a quasi-apocalypse picture, I guess, is what I'd call it. Mm-hmm. Shit like, goes down. Like it, yeah. the world should have ended. I mean. I it kind of it in a way it kind of did but you know we can get get into that when the time comes so um so yeah i guess uh all right so the way this film starts off it's uh kind of kind of like gravity i guess you know i feel i feel like roland emmerich was sort of trying to aim for that type of atmosphere at the start you know and you have like these uh these folks in these kind of astronaut suits uh okay like what are they even doing so they're trying to like fix something right like a satellite yeah just said like there was a lower third that said satellite repair mission (laughs) 
2000 okay, yeah. like gave the date 2011 or 12 or something satellite okay. repair mission <laughs> yeah, i didn't right, catch so- the date because <laughs> i was like there are so many tube tvs in this movie that i was like when does this take place <laughs> It took yeah, place, cause... yeah, because that first scene was ten years before, and it said 2011 or 12. So okay, yeah, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it does take place in our present day, 2022, 2021. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so they're repairing a satellite. All of a sudden, um, some debris of some sort. Well, it appears to be debris, but it later turns out to be uh, me- like basically like miniature meteorites, I-, I guess. Or wait a minute. No, that's not what it is. If they're nano machine or nanos, like the nanobots. It looks like a swarm of something that, yeah. That was it. Okay. Black yeah. swarm see- attacks. Yeah. Okay. I'm already getting confused because like there's, they have to, like they ha- there's multiple threats in this movie. Um, which that was another thing I didn't expect because I, I literally thought that this movie all right so can I just tell you what I thought this movie was going to be before I watched it and then like what it actually turned out to be when I, what I thought this movie was going to be was all right so I knew before I watching it that Roland Emmerich put sort of the majority of his own, of the budget like was kind of his own money I guess you could say and so my impression initially was that I looked at the title Moonfall the, the poster looked kind of minimal i thought it was just going to be about a bunch of people like sort of preparing to like for the world to end as the moon crushes everybody like i thought it was going to be like melancholia or like don't look up or something like that but it ended up kind of being basically just um you know like armageddon so um with a little bit of uh independence day (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah, a little bit of Independence Day, a little bit of Armageddon. Like, picture both of those movies kind of mushed together and going wrong in a lot of different ways. And then on top of that, like, <laughs> like a nice yeah. little spoonful of existentialism, <laughs> like, which I also didn't expect, you know, like, because throughout most of this movie, once I realized that it was a disaster movie, I was kind of... I, I was sort of ditching the idea that it was going to try to go all deep and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so they get attacked. All right. So, um, yeah, so they end up sort of, they're working on the satellite. They get attacked by a bunch of nanobots. Uh, I think one of them even ends up dying. Um, yep. And so then Patrick Wilson and uh, oh Halle Berry she's in this I keep forgetting okay so <laughs> yes all right <laughs> okay so Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry uh, end up having to sort of maneuver their way back to wherever their rendezvous point was after the after the satellite gets hit by the nanobots and then afterward the government you know proceeds to just kind of cover it all up and both of them just sort of fuck off. Uh, Halle Berry moves on and has, I mean, they both have families, but Patrick Wilson's character ends up sort of falling into a, a terrible wreck. I mean, like he's like late, yeah. late, late on his rent. Like because when, as the cover up was going down, they say that it was just like some type of avoidable solar flare or something avoidable. <laughs> that basically they blamed on Patrick Wilson. Halle Berry even kind of threw him under the bus. And 
So they like made him look like a bad guy, even though yeah. it wasn't his fault or anything and yeah. shit like that. It was just a government cover up. He landed it without power, too. Oh, yeah. That becomes he a plot did. point. <laughs> yeah, he landed that spaceship with no power somehow. Don't think that's possible, but he did it. <laughs> Patrick Wilson has supernatural powers, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. So, all right. So then 10 years later, uh, uh, like, okay. So, um, Halle Berry's had a kid. Um, Patrick Wilson's kid has kind of fallen off the track a little bit. He's, he's wound up in some legal trouble. Uh, and actually there's even a scene where Patrick Wilson shows up at the courthouse and starts arguing with the judge for some reason, which I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> that, that was such a stupid thing. And of course, you know, as, as you can imagine, the kid gets in trouble, like, or gets in further trouble because then the judge is like, oh, so he's a flight risk. All right, well, you know what? In that case, like, we got to take this seriously because, you know, this this is not, this is a little too unorthodox, I guess is basically the um, sort of consensus. Um, and while all this is happening, uh, let's see, there's this whole thing where um, the guy from Game of Thrones, um, you, got, you guys know his name because I don't, I keep forgetting. John Bradley. Yeah. yeah. Sam right, Tarly, so, I think his name was in Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He so he's in this movie. And it isn't until 10 years later that he actually becomes kind of an important character. Uh actually he's a really important character because he uh he he's has he like he's a conspiracy theorist and he's keeping tabs on the moon because he has this belief that the moon is uh a machine like it was like built or a mega structure yeah yeah um kind of like star trek you know and there's this whole thing where he like he's like working at i think it's like a fast food restaurant and he gets a text about like the moon's uh locationing being like off a little bit like off kilter and so that yeah, he, he like broke into i think i can't tell if that was actually his job because he mentioned it earlier that he tried to work at nasa as a janitor but he was in nasa and i don't know pretended to be a janitor and then looked like he took some data from nasa and then went to that faster job and he was late and shit and then yeah okay that makes sense yeah i i, I was a little confused about that because it just didn't seem like he even knew what he was doing when he was there anyway so it's like but um you know i guess that's his character so then he's like he's sent into a frenzy he goes to this uh it's like a meet and greet for like kids at the museum i guess that's kind of the impression i got that patrick wilson because he was a former astronaut was supposed to go to but he ended up, I guess he ended up drinking a little too much the night before. Or no, maybe he forgot to set his alarm. I, whatever. He ends up sleeping through it. And so he's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. He's a piece of mess. And exactly. I think that was his job. I think it was just like some museum. Oh, whatever. Okay. Whatever they call him, museum <clears throat> talker a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Telling p- kids about. <laughs> yeah. To read a, meet a real spaceman, mm-hmm. um, so so he shows up at the museum, 
and the, he's already spouting his conspiracy theorists to the uh, to the to the class. So Patrick Patrick Wilson, you know, he gets him kicked out. Um, but then, you know, before before too long, you know, sh- shit starts hitting the fan because like the whole like so the fact that the moon is off orbit starts trend trending on Twitter. So before like the president, anybody, the head of NASA, everybody even has time to react. Uh, everybody's already sort of panicking. Um, yeah, he was the so first one to know even before NASA. Yeah. Was a point of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so let's see then what happened so all right so basically i guess all right so the gag is that the moon is it's basically entering earth's atmosphere and at a certain point it starts getting caught up in earth's gravity gravitational pull and you know when that happens it starts kind of spiraling around the earth and a little bit more of a frenzied sort of uh you know center and then as that happens you know pieces of the moon start falling off and becoming meteors and it starts happening faster and faster and it eventually is supposed to lead to the annihilation of the earth uh am i missing anything i feel like i I, i'm explaining the basic gist of it pretty okay right yeah no it's go on great yeah, okay. So it goes real fast once shit starts going. <laughs> yeah, because you know, suddenly everybody kind of reacts as if it's the end of the world. Like it's like um, you know, 2012 on steroids. You know, there's even like cults and all sorts of rioting and doomsday prophecies and all sorts of stuff happening all at once. <clears throat> and meanwhile, uh, <laughs> one sponsor I thought it was. Elon Musk, SpaceX. <laughs> oh yeah, there's even one part because it's like that. He says it a couple of times. He's like, "Oh, I love yeah. Elon." <laughs> they, it's a couple of SpaceX fucking <laughs> posters around and shit. <laughs> even at one point, he says, "What would Elon do?" As if it's like, "What would Jesus do?" <laughs> what would Elon do? It's like that's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know. Later, when they refuel, it's from a SpaceX refueling station. Uh, yeah okay <laughs> yeah um so let's see uh so yeah so there's that going on and you know meanwhile like patrick wilson he's of course having to sort of deal with the fact that he's he's you know inevitably going going to uh sort of be brought in i guess so to speak because there's some degree familiar he has some degree of familiarity with the nanobots um, because, <clears throat> all right, so so NASA actually does try to send somebody to deal with the moon situation. It's like a ship, and they end up basically getting eaten by these bots. Like, these things, like, it, it was actually my favorite scene in the movie. They bust through the windows, and they they literally, they go inside of your space suit and go into you, like, and eat you from the inside. It's like, yeah. ooh, that's pretty cool. I could have I, I used more of that. Like, that was interesting. Right. That was like that virus, Jamie Lee Curtis level shit. Oh, yeah? Oh, I thought you said something. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like that part. That was cool. Um, and they look at it on the on the surveillance footage. And you see it a couple of times, too. You know? Yeah, and then um, like, I think Halle Berry, maybe it was, goes back and checks Patrick Wilson's 
like uh, camera space camera from the day that that first thing happened and she sees it oh wow <laughs> this was a cover-up <laughs> this yeah. did happen <laughs> there were space bots yeah and once they reveal that that's when the, the films like the logic of the like the the film like the logic the logical fabric of the film starts to kind of unweave a little bit because it's like all right so the government went to all this trouble to turn patrick wilson into a pariah even though his his body cam footage existed like and it's kind of like all right well i mean why didn't anybody ask for that <laughs> like you know or mm-hmm. did did somebody and then was it doctored like I don't know. I could have used a little bit more explanation there, but whatever. I, I guess what they were trying to do about it, if they knew this entity existed. Yeah. Like that seems very foolish to this. <laughs> oh yeah. Some type of space alien, something attacked our people, but we're just going to ignore yeah. it for, and pretend it never happened. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. And you know, Patrick Wilson's, um, you know he's dead set on getting the getting the deed done by taking care of this whole moon situation. Um, you know, but of course, when like in the prep stages, there was like some issue with the, with like one of the engines or something like that. Like, yeah. So, so they're what they have to do now is to stop it. They want to. Um, they've realized. Well, at first they realize that. <clears throat> the the it attacks thing uh electricity with organisms in it with like actual organisms not just lone electricity somehow they figured i forget how they figured that out exactly but it had to do with it had to do with that other space shuttle getting attacked and then something else not getting attacked yeah Um, oh yeah it had to be there had to be organic it's something organic within something ai like it had electronic to be like yeah 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 that that's why they wanted patrick wilson as a pilot because he was able to pilot a spaceship without any electronics on yeah which was impressive you know yeah because he actually sort of used science to his advantage you know yeah so. so what their plan was they get an emp from the government just a big old emp <laughs> And as they were about to lift off, the moon fucked up the tectonic shifts where they were uh, just basically caused an earthquake and fucked up the rocket ship they were going to blast off in. But they did it anyway. Yeah, used the gravity to launch even more. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) the thing that pissed me off the most about that is that Halle Berry sent everybody home. Yeah. before she which to me it's like all right why the hell did you do that you all right you you booted everyone out and then you're just gonna go solo with yourself and patrick wilson and then oh and then it goes it, it gets worse because then they force the conspiracy theorist to to go along with them like and he <laughs> very clearly states that he like i mean he makes it all but obviously you know, that he doesn't want to even go with them he has but, IBS. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> IBS, anxiety. <laughs> like, he's, like, trying... He's making it pretty clear. And, like... And yet they kind of just ignore it. It's like, no. You know, you know more than we do. Like, they pretty much all but admit, like, they're stupid and he's smart. You know? So, I, I like the fact that this movie has characters in it that are willing to go as far as to admit that they're dumb. 
I mean, that, I appreciate that. Even the scientists, like, they miscalculate everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that's kind of realistic, honestly. Like, when people look at calamities and look at, like, approximations and stuff like that, they're only looking at what, like, they have, like, the vaguest idea of. They aren't always looking at the most concrete data. And in a doomsday situation when the moon is literally going to... Um, I guess fall on planet earth um <laughs> uh i mean they i think at one point they say we only have a matter of weeks but then it like everything starts going wrong within 24 hours i mean everything starts flooding you got that ziggy sonar dude who freaks out at one point like i don't even know who he like what he had to do with the plot but i remember he i remember him being in there like <laughs> they did say they had weeks but uh the gravitational of the fucking messed it up so it was actually technically days (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much okay yeah that makes sense time was all all, the time was wonky though either way (laughs) yeah i mean everything that happens in this movie probably happened i mean aside from the intro of course everything that happens probably happens within the span of maybe 40 40 45 hours max I would say that's the impression I got. What it seemed like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, that kid was on the road for days before he his vehicle, the vehicle got hijacked. So, but okay. I've got could, could have at least given us a like day one or day two kind of thing, but yeah and also yeah that first mission with the guys that died to the moon how long did that take them to get there going to the moon takes weeks or months in general yeah unless it was already super close to us for that mission i don't know (laughs) i mean really the only way you can measure it has is based on how long that that kid's son was in jail for and and the judge i mean he pretty clearly stated like we have to we we have to revisit this in like a week or something like that i I don't remember exactly what he said but like um like it but but then you know because of the whole like the whole um emergency situation and the fact that like the world ends up actually starting to flood um you know of course that whole that whole uh sentence kind of gets curved and that results in another in kind of interesting subplot actually because that's when the woman who gets put in charge of Halle Berry's son uh ends up having to team up with Patrick Wilson's son and um at that point like shit's really going down like like things really do happen fast when you said mm-hmm. things happen fast like you're not kidding um like as they like they're not they 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 leave the set the um <clears throat> wherever it is like the emergency center that they retreated to during the flood yeah and i mean the their- flood started super fast too i noticed i was like oh they're just barely yeah. figuring out that this is happening and then the floods just start fucking coming in i was like oh okay they, they wasted yeah. no time at all yeah, they're watching it on TV, and the TV is saying, you got to get out of here, you know, ASCP, emergency, you know, as soon as possible. And they look down at their feet, and water is, like, is like up to their ankles almost. So, like, yeah, it happens really, really fast. 
so they're on the road and they end up getting uh like his vehicle ends up getting hijacked um uh, which <clears throat> luckily he's a he's a street smart type of kid you know um and he has like a he, he's played by the kid from that movie king jack you know so you know he can he can take a take a beating and he he's got a gun in his in his vehicle that he doesn't let the let the looters know about he kind of tosses it under the that, vehicle that was they smart steal. yeah yeah and so then he Check picks it, it up there. and so yeah they're on their own but at least now they have a form of self-defense which is good because now at this point you know like meteors are actually hitting the mountainside and you know potentially i mean that could potentially cause an avalanche i mean these people could get killed any second at the, they you know, should at have been point. all dead <clears throat> yeah I think, actually, I think meteors size that were hitting the earth at the proximity all of these characters were would cause massive destruction <laughs> they were enormous meteors yeah, and they were up in the mountains like it would have caused avalanches and shit mm-hmm avalanches landslides um let alone like i mean you're not even you're not even talking about like how well the architecture of the building itself like whatever kind of earthquakes could happen that could destroy you know wherever you're hiding out in i mean it didn't look like any kind of underground bunker or anything that place would have gone up in flames if a meteor no it wouldn't even even it would have been decimated it would have been gone um and it would have been instantaneous so the fact that these people were even deciding to meet up was already kind of a huge risk <laughs> but they do it anyway <laughs> um, okay. yeah and uh oh yeah and then at this point Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson and the conspiracy theorist who I keep remember I keep forgetting the name of um they're in space by this point and they're trying to sort of maneuver into the the movie. This is about an hour and a half into the movie. This movie had two hours. So, yeah, it had so much exposition and so much like build up. And the the I think the biggest problem with this movie is that it spends so much time building up like the the third act that the logic just it's all kind of gone away by that point. By the time everything kind of unfolds and so the stakes don't really feel as high as they should anymore like it all kind of feels sort of pointless and bleak everyone everyone <laughs> gave up like everyone yeah. basically once they heard this was happening like even the big nasa dude the yeah. head of nasa was like oh i quit here you go Halle Berry. you're i don't care whatever see ya <laughs> you're Pretty the new much. nasa lead everyone yeah. was just bailing on life <laughs> yeah i couldn't i couldn't believe how complicit like or how just sort of apathetic everybody in this movie was to the fact that like there was annihilation of the human race happening out like outside and they just nobody cared it was so Mm -hmm. strange and there's also the plot of the military's uh way to destroy of nuking it yeah so that was like a little timer Halle Berry and yeah they had them were on they they had to they had to beat the clock mm-hmm. you know before before shit really was you know until, basically until the zero hour yeah and uh actually somewhere along the way uh Patrick Wilson's son there ends up having a shootout I mean this movie's so dumb he ends up having a shootout <laughs> with the same uh scavengers yeah what the fuck was that i was like are these why was why the same i thought they were just different ones they were the same 
they were they definitely were the same yeah but i was like okay it would make sense if it was just another group of scavengers they could have just done that and it would be realistic but no they followed them somehow to this town they walked to i guess or i don't know i don't remember how they got there well getting carjacked i mean that's the thing like after they take their vehicle what more could they want from them like why do they have to try to find them again and why do they even engage them in the first place like it's yeah. just... <laughs> how'd they know that there was going to be the auction was getting sucked out I, yeah i mean although there was a one cool bit though there where i think one of them was like we don't need the money the world's gonna end anyway or whatever but oh, yeah. still but still, other, like otherwise, they had no way of really knowing that other than the fact that debris was falling from the sky. And at this point, everything's blowing up. And not only that, but everything's kind of foggy, too, as well. And uh, it's looking like looking like there's, there's quite a bit of rain happening as well. And shit's flying in the air. I mean, pretty much everything is happening at once. Hurricanes, tornadoes, it's just... Low gravity. <laughs> Low gravity. When the moon um, comes, there's like that shot of like the scientists jumping into this yeah. helicopter. That was fucking right. funny. Yeah, yeah. And there's even one scene where Halle Berry, Halle Berry's, um, or yeah, Halle Berry's caretaker and uh, Patrick Wilson's son, they do like a like a Sonya Blade, um, Jacks like you, you ever see Mortal Kombat Annihilation when they like blow, when all that stuff Cyrax and all that stuff blows up behind them and there's that stupid shot where they're like jumping in front of the green screen of the explosion they there's like a moment in, in this where they do the same thing which was pretty cool I was like all right all right going back to the 90s you know yeah, I mean this they, is 2022 you know there's also that car chase as well where <clears throat> there's basically they basically like use the gravity to fly off and land yeah. into like a land on a piece of floating debris and jump yeah. off of that <laughs> yeah michael pena shows up he's like he lives yeah. in like this at this stronghold where this lady like literally shoots at she like she shoots at all of them i mean she mainly shoots at patrick wilson's son but she's shooting at all of them and she doesn't ever apologize at one point so it's like all right fuck that bitch and then my my like yeah then while they're driving away from these uh looters uh patrick wilson's son tells michael pena to, to shoot to, like to shoot them back so they're playing twisted metal basically on the road and everything's blown up around them and then meanwhile the main characters are up in space the conspiracy theorist decides to sacrifice his his life which he didn't need to do i didn't really like the fact that he did that because i actually kind of liked him and i didn't really understand why he did that like i mean i get why i i get why in a way because like patrick wilson has a kid halle berry has a kid like they have more to lose than he does but like it's just kind of a bummer you know and it's also like i still didn't really understand exactly why they needed to be why somebody like why they couldn't have just detonated it remotely like they never really they still needed that organic needed a some something organic with the bomb to make oh, sure yes. that the, the yeah, alien so attracts it. it yeah, yeah. okay i always i you see i forgot about the yes yeah, so, <laughs> the whole thing was that's like so they go in they're in this they're in they're in the moon right and yeah. they see so basically what's inside of it is a giant like dwarf or not a giant dwarf but a white dwarf star being harnessed for its power 
yeah in a, in a dyson sphere thing and they're getting attacked by the the nanobot but something starts controlling their spaceship like patrick wilson loses control and it's yeah it's dodging the spaceship and it leads them to safety which yeah. they all get knocked out because the oxygen leaves but guy yeah. yeah patrick wilson wakes up in just like this white matrix room and is, <laughs> and is talked to his like a little version of his kid when he was a child but it's yeah and he basically it, just explains the whole plot to him <laughs> yep he sp- explains the plot that this that the moon was a construct of ancient humans from i don't know millions of galaxies away that you know basically we're living the the star trek life where there was no uh no war no nothing to worry about they just had a perfect peaceful life Mm. a bunch of ai that eventually started going murder yeah murder on them so okay yeah i forgot about that whole thing i mean i remember it but now that you're mentioning it but like it was complex well like because it felt like it belonged in a different movie like I'm like sitting here watching this stuff, and then suddenly what it turns into Prometheus. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay, there's so, and then, so what they did was they made a bunch of these moon things, and then just sh- they weren't able to. The only one that made it out was our moon, and our yeah. moon created Earth. Uh, <laughs> beautiful story. Yeah, <laughs> but then they had to send the moon out alone too, or else the shit would find it. But I guess that didn't really help because they right. still found it. Yeah, go figure. Where's my water? Yeah. Although I guess I, it, in a way it's understandable why, like when you like if you it, according to that logic, it does make sense that a conspiracy theorist would sort of come to the conclusion that the moon was man-made. So, so I mean, in that regard, the movie was kind of impressive because, like, mm-hmm. uh it, it kind of does sort of take a lot of guts to be that like that dumb but also like <laughs> attach like this really weird sense of logic to it that actually kind of does weird make a weird sort of sense i mean it doesn't make sense if you think about it too much but right it makes sense when you're watching it it's like oh that's kind of cool the idea of like a moon being singled out in particular you know that makes me think of like arthur c clark or something like that you know so like I almost, I in a way, I could almost picture this movie making like a better book than than like a film because a book you have the the, the time and the space to actually tell like a complete story, whereas a, like a movie, even with a story this crazy and even with like two two hours and change, um, it's still gonna feel overwhelming. I feel like you know, it was, like yeah, you, yeah, you'd have we to stuff be a lot in those two hours, yeah yeah it just doesn't i don't know it just feels like a lot you know but points for the ambition i will give i will i will say so um however okay so all right so they save the world they get back to earth i think at one point he even like the guy says oh where's your friends if you saved the world i know that like there's that whole bit there but I mean, there still is kind of some questions. Like, wouldn't there be, I mean, based on all that horrible stuff that was happening at the end there during that car chase, I would say there would probably be a pretty heavy amount of fallout 
from what the moon did at the end because the moon pretty mm-hmm. much does crash into the earth it does it, it was scraping the, it was scraping the tops of mountain tops yeah <laughs> and and i would imagine that based on just how heavily because it hits the highest peak of the west uh, colorado doesn't it mm-hmm. and, and i've been to colorado like i know how high those mountains are like i would imagine that that kind of fallout would probably affect like a good majority of earth's population more than likely so like it's not looking good after what happens in this movie um but I do like the fact that they that they try to attach a uh, kind of a nice little cute supernatural happy ending to it. <laughs> do you guys want to share your thoughts on that before, or do you want to even talk about? I mean, it, that was like probably the dumbest part of the movie for me, but at the same time, it made me smile. So. <laughs> the bit where whatever what's his face. He Peace. becomes a part. He becomes one with the moon. He becomes mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. So he locks out. Doesn't work out so well with the Earth, though, with the human race. I mean, at least from my observation. I mean, <laughs> that looked pretty bad. Yeah, sequel bait. Because he 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 like asked, well, what now? And then she said, it's time to get started. Mm-hmm. And then credits roll. <laughs> so yeah. get started on what? What do you mean get started? on the wikipedia it says that there was a possibility of two filming two sequels back to back if if the first one was a success so i don't know if that's gonna happen Uh, Uh, um game of thrones guy said uh if roland goes down the direction he wants to the sequels will be even more batshit crazy than the first apparently (laughs) I mean, wow. I'd see him. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, honestly, it kind of would, because like, I mean, the movie is pretty. I mean, the, the movie is is all over the place, but I honestly like really did enjoy it quite a bit, <laughs> even yeah. though it was sort of bummed <laughs> me out. <laughs> like, I still, I, it, I don't know. I really, I, I thought this was actually kind of cool. Like, I think. The only reason critics and people are hating on it so much is because they haven't seen enough movies. Like, I, I, I think a lot of the haters haven't seen enough movies that are like legitimately bad because this is actually pretty good in comparison to like a lot of, like, I'd say probably most of the stuff that we've watched actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's my opinion though. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I went mm-hmm. I went into this with very low expectations, but yeah, I, yeah, enjoy, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about uh, you, Nick? What did you think of it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I liked, <laughs> like, I wish there was more. Like that, like what I wanted was like more of the moon crashing into the earth. Like, I wanted them to like do a crazy gravity shit with him like jumping off the earth onto the moon and shit like that because yeah. i had some of that stuff like there was that scene where uh patrick wilson's son was under he should have been dead because he was trapped under a fucking huge tree like oh that, yeah that just in general should have probably crushed him to death but no he was fine and then the the they one with the right gravitational pull at the right moment yeah the the girl looking after Halle Berry's son was like wait 
the moon's coming back. Let we can get this off you. And then they just pull the huge ass tree off him, and he's fine. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, and like oh, during that car scene, like I wanted them to like you know drive off of like like basically video game platform off of shit, drive on the moon, like yeah. to dodge shit and all yeah. that stuff. Just go that would have been even crazier. Yeah. <laughs> Just do some it cool gravity shit. They got to bring back the cast. I, I mean, they got to do the sequel. Like, I'm I'm rooting for the sequels to be made, both two and three. Why I not? If that. he if he's solo, <laughs> if he's you know independently filmed this for mo- or independently, uh, yeah. Fuck the critics. Fuck Hollywood. Fuck everybody. Right? Just make the movies. He's, <laughs> yeah, quite the bomb though. Yeah, it was. Unfortunately which i that kind of makes me sad because i mean it does kind of remind me that like i mean as much as i enjoyed this movie it is super super dated like it feels like a movie that would have been made in the early 2000s at the at the like latest like at the absolute latest like i i feel like the day after tomorrow feels like a more recent movie in some ways than this um and that's saying a lot uh this film totally doesn't feel like a 2022 movie, like in any way, um, other than maybe the Twitter stuff. That's like the one thing, <laughs> at least in my observation. Yeah. Yeah. And the phone, like maybe, I guess the fact that they use cell phones, like, I don't know how many people were using cell phones in the early 2000s, like probably not many, but still like enough. They did you know, have the matrix existed. Oh yeah. yeah. They did have like a shit ton of tube TVs for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why I noticed that, but I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know, Roland Emmerich has a vision, <laughs> and according to his vision, <laughs> according to his vision, um, the the flat screen stuff, the 4K stuff, you know, nah, nah. People stick with the stick with what they know. They stick with the basic analog TV, even though analog doesn't work anymore, and you know the the basic you know boxes where you know oh i can't find the remote uh, alexa i i mean somebody does say like alexa at one point you know because they have to make the connection between the nanobot ai technology but honestly like they really don't do it very much considering how important that whole subplot was to the actual like storyline in the movie they really don't like delve into the ai stuff like even even like the slightest bit they touch on it maybe twice mm-hmm. before they even introduce the concept so I think Roland Emmerich, like this may have been a passion project for him, but I think he could use a little bit of help in the screenplay department. I think he's got too many ideas. He has problems do- with being concise. He doesn't know how to be concise. There's, yeah. you know, enough material in this movie for at least three decent, like disaster movies. But instead he kind of opted to cram it all in. And sometimes that can work, you know, I mean, Russian films do it all the time. You look at the Night Watch, Day Watch movies, you know, those films had a lot of crazy ideas in them, but somehow they managed to fit them all in two movies. I think that Roland Emmerich either needs a script doctor or just needs to sort of like, he needs to sort of re-examine his drafts a little bit more and just maybe like, maybe cut them into chunks and and save like the AI stuff for like the second movie or the third movie, you know, but yeah, go on. Yeah, this was a bit stuffed. I felt. Yeah, yeah. I felt me. I I felt like maybe some of the stuff with like the kids and shit. 
could have been cut a little. Yeah. Like maybe just have a, maybe just a little road trip, not them getting carjacked and all that shit. Just them trying pretty... to get to one destination instead of getting fucked over multiple times trying to get to it. Yeah, um, I agree. I I didn't really understand like the importance of any of that. Like I understand like humanity, you know, falls apart during uh, times of crisis. You know, I mean, we have the last two years to literally demonstrate that, but still like there's there's ways to illustrate those ideas without being so literal and uh it didn't really add anything because like the son we don't really care about him beyond the fact that he's some depressed dude who just got out of prison or got out of jail and the kid is kind of like generic i want you home mommy type of like you know saying the usual precocious things the nanny was actually probably the most interesting character of the bunch you know and i you know i mean the film could have honestly like she was almost the main character i feel like the film could have maybe even just been about her or maybe the sequel could have been about her i don't know um it was still cool though i mean i wasn't blown away by it but i enjoyed it overall so i think like i'm sort of divided between a two and a three because like it's not really like good enough in my opinion like to really be considered a three i guess in comparison to a lot of movies that i consider three but i would say it's still like better than a lot of bad movies and and even a lot of like mediocre movies so i feel kind of bad giving it a two so maybe two and a half would be more appropriate in this in this realm i don't know but that's my rating i guess Um, yeah, I think I would uh, give it a two and a half as well. Yeah. There's something here. It was interesting. It was interesting. (laughs) To say the least. Uh, I gave it a three. Nice. I I really loved, as soon as I got into the moon, I loved how over the top it went. (laughs) Yeah. With all the alien, well, not alien, the ancestral shit. Yeah. All the mega structure stuff. I don't know. That just was like, okay, I like this now. <laughs> like, because before that, it was just like typical disaster movie. It's like, uh, whatever. And yeah. Then yeah. that shit happened. Like, okay. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that stuff too. You know, I, yeah. I'm more into the action stuff. I wanted, I, I'm not even, I, I don't really like the movie Armageddon. But in this case, though, I, I actually like this movie more than Armageddon. And I would say in this film, I, I would have mo- preferred more of the outer space type of Armageddon type of stuff rather than the stuff on Earth, which is more like bleak, like the day after type of stuff about like doomed humanity. I wasn't so into that stuff. Mm. Yeah. It, w- it wasn't enough of it and didn't go deep enough. It's just, I don't know, there were more important things going on. I mean, literally Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson and company were trying to like prevent the moon from falling on the earth so like that was definitely more (laughs) like that was capturing my attention more so yeah yep um so yeah i'd say overall above average for roland emmerich i hope he can make his sequels and uh yeah i guess that's about all i have to say do do either of you have any any more thoughts or opinions or observations or even questions do you have any more questions 
mean, lots of questions. After that, <laughs> but <laughs> um, we didn't mention there was a Donald Sutherland cameo. Oh yeah, I loved the Donald Sutherland cameo. Yeah. It wasn't long enough, but I, I still appreciate no. it. Yeah, for some reason I thought he died, so I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It was a pleasant surprise. I was yeah. like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I thought he died too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. That was cool. Yeah. Gave me flashbacks to Outbreak. Remember him in that where he was the villain? He was like gonna blow up an entire like village of people, you know, just because of a virus. Crazy. And then Dustin Hoffman like got into his magical helicopter mode. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Anything anything else you want to say or mention? Or... Nope. Sorry, got a little internet buzz or no worries. Internet skipped a little bit there, but yeah, no, I think I'm uh looking through my notes. I think uh mostly covered it all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we covered all the basics. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. One thing I will say before we before we uh before we decide to to give a round of applause to ourselves. Um <laughs> I I really did enjoy the, the brief moments where the characters referred to the moon as as like in third person like as as if they were a person like at the end <clears throat> when they're mentioning oh what happened to your conspiracy theory friend patrick wilson's like he saved us and so did so did she or or so did so did it or whatever he said something he referred he was referring to the moon like the moon saved saved them although the moon also doomed humanity well the nanobots used used the moon to doom humanity but in the end the moon managed to make up for it a little bit by saving Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry. Um, and uh, also I want to give credit to both of them for delivering some of the absolute dumbest lines with a totally straight face. Very professional, very yep. proud of both of them. Good Halle job. Berry, yeah, Halle Berry especially is really good at doing that. You know, Swordfish. I've got I gotta watch that movie again. You know, I love that movie. That's one I've been <laughs> wanting to choose for the show. But um <clears throat> anyway, uh yeah, anything else, you guys? You know, otherwise is, I think that that just about covers it, I I'd say. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to us discuss Moonfall. Uh go watch it. You know, it's like it's a little over two hours, but you know. It's fun. It's a fast two hours. Yeah, it'll hold your attention. Yeah, yeah. There's enough like silly, ridiculous stuff going on that it's not not boring, really. You know. So, all right. Well, until next time, have a good night, everybody, and that's all. Yeah. Have a good one. See ya.